You're listening to 5-Minute Major with Hannah, Jeff, and Dylan. And on this week's episode, we talked all things hockey, including winning a Stanley Cup championship with special guest Bo Bennett. To start, I'll just pass it over to Jeff, the first question. Coming out of the draft, you came into like that Pittsburgh organization while that dynasty was already built. You had Crosby at its peak of his career along with Mulkin and Latang. What was that like coming into that organization? Honestly, it was pretty surreal because when I got there, I was just a California kid and I didn't really think anything of becoming a professional hockey player until I got drafted. I was just kind of having fun, wanted to go play D1 college, have fun in college. And then next thing I know, the draft's in L.A. So my whole family was there. I'm shaking Sid's hand. I'm meeting everyone. And it was just it just like kind of happened so quick. Um, and I didn't really understand how awesome it was until I got there and was actually playing on the team. Um, when you're in the organization and you're not on the team, you feel a little bit disconnected. So once they started, once they played, I think my first game was against uh, Winnipeg. That was just, it was just insane. Like you're looking around that room that year. We had Brendan Morrow, Jerome McGinley got traded to us, Douglas Murray. Um, so like really good players. There'll probably be like four or five Hall of Famers on that, from that team. And then I'm just there 21 years old, like trying to take it all in, not talk out of turn. Yes, sir, to everything. So it, it was an awesome experience. Um, and I kinda, it kind of helped form how I treat people because those guys are such good guys. Um, they kind of taught me, taught me the way of treating everyone from just the ushers at the rink to the, the top brass in the, in the organization the same way. And uh, I, still, I still use that to this day, so. Would you say, like, while you were in that locker room seeing Jerome McGinley, Sidney Crosby all around you, would you think that that was, like, your welcome to the NHL moment, wow, I'm finally here? Yeah, I think I think my welcome to the NHL moment was just that first game because there's no way to prepare for your first NHL game. Like, it, you're just kind of put out there. You hope that everything you did up to that point, uh, you can translate into the game. But I think uh, I think it was, like, my third shift, and I, I – Blocked a shot by Zach Bogosian, and uh, I still, I think I still kind of feel the effects of that. To be honest, like he, that was like the first and last shot I ever blocked. Do you still like think about those moments, like adrenaline that was going through your body? In Winnipeg's the best. Winnipeg, my family's from Winnipeg, my my grandma's side. So um, to be in her hometown, playing my first game, that rings insane. So it was, it was awesome. I, I think my first really welcome to the NHL moment was. The next game, we're in Buffalo. Um, we're sitting around. They invite me to dinner, and I'm sitting there with all the the top guys in the in the organization. At that time, I had no money really because I was playing on AHL salary, like not very much money. And uh, we went to Chop House in Buffalo, and everyone ordered like the best steaks. I'm just like, all right, I'll just get the chicken, water, no wine for me. Um, and then at the end, I think we split it, and these guys were ordering like $600 bottles of wine. So I'm like, all right, from here on out, I'm having a glass of wine at every meal if we're going out to get together <laughs> for dinner. So that was kind of like, I think the bill is like two, two grand. I'm sitting there as like wow. 21 years old and like, all right, what did I get myself into? <laughs> it's like chum change for them. Yeah, for them. And then at the time, I'm like, I couldn't eat for the next two weeks. <laughs> Jeez. Um, your first playoff game, you got your first goal in the playoffs. What was that even like? Because looking back at the goal, it honestly looked like something that Sidney Crosby would be doing, not someone who's playing their first NHL playoffs. Yeah, actually, like that was kind of my 
that that shot short side short side high it kind of made a living doing that um in the ahl and the bchl uh leading up to that point so it was something i was familiar with the way that i, I think it was nabaka was playing in that um the way he plays is he's he's a little bit smaller i don't think you can do that against many goalies now because everyone's six five um but i just saw a little daylight um, I don't even think Gino was trying to pass me the puck. He just kind of lost the puck and I stole it from him, but it ended up being uh, a great moment and uh, my only sports center top 10 moment. <laughs> well, we can't talk about the playoffs without talking about the Stanley cup. So what was that like to win and hoist it? It was, it was unreal. Cause I was, I was basically just a fan at that during that mm. run. Cause I was, I mean, my shoulders, my shoulder, I don't know if you guys know, but my shoulders so messed up and it's still, mm-hmm still mangled but um no one really knew that whole situation through playoffs I was trying to I was trying to force it and I just couldn't obviously you can see it's still kind of kind of messed up but when you're you're on a playoff run you don't you're not contributing you're just basically a fan of the team because you're just rooting on the boys telling them great job and then when you win it it was it was more it was awesome to bring it home more so than like skate around with it because I didn't really do anything up to that point but to bring it home we had a we had a party on the beach um I invited everyone that I ever played with every coach that's ever coached me so it was like it was just uh it was an awesome experience to have the cup and party with guys that I played with when I was eight years old maybe for six months out of my life but um everyone plays a plays a role to get to to get you to that point that's awesome what was the locker room celebration like when you guys won? It was it was awesome. It, we uh, <laughs> it was nice because these guys just uh, like worked their butts off for like two months, and I'm just like so fresh. So it was party time for me. Um, I loved it. Uh, we went through I don't know 100, 150 bottles of champagne or something like just in the locker room, and then. We're just in this. I mean, San Jose has really bad locker rooms, to be honest, for a away uh, team. So we were crammed in there. Uh, we had probably like a hundred people in this little locker room. Then you look over and like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s in the locker room somehow. I'm like, like, what's going on here? I thought it's. Um, it was just, it was just fun, you know. Like when you win, it's like everyone just gives you kind of get out of jail free cards. So we just kind of we trashed the room. Um, it was awesome and then the flight home was awesome the parade um the week after we just kind of kept the party going for like a week straight i kind of want to touch back on when you got drafted at pittsburgh did they give you like any indication that if you were available they were going to take you or was it just a complete shock to you when it happened i actually there was a couple teams that i thought i i thought i was going to go early on uh early early on um to tampa Someone had said that, oh, if you're there for Tampa, which was looking back and how my career's panned out, taking me at six overall would have been a huge, huge mistake. But uh, so it got into like, I, I wasn't expecting anything. Uh, I, I knew I could probably go late uh, later in the first round just because BCHL guy really hadn't worked out up until that point. Um, I had a great year, but it was more the potential card um, because I hadn't really worked out up into the draft. And then I had a really good interview with Pittsburgh. Uh, they had a guy um, from the military, JB, JB Spizo. He came and interviewed me and uh, it went really well. Uh, I had a good answer for everything. And um, if I didn't have the injuries, it would have been a, it would have been a great um, 
thing to just stay in Pittsburgh, have my play my whole career there. I love the people. I love the city. Um, it just didn't work out the way, you know, it's, it sucks, but injuries happen and it just kind of, it took its toll. Of course, like we can't have you on without touching a little bit on the playoffs this year and just the hockey world right now. So the first thing I just wanted to ask is like, who have you been watching this season? It's it's weird because when you when you're so fully invested, like I'm not a fan of like any team. I mean, I still follow Pittsburgh pretty closely, but um, you're almost you're only solely focused on the team you're usually playing for. Right. Um, but with how the NHL is trending, like every game is like insane. Uh, it's the the most skilled, fastest hockey's ever been, and it's uh, like that Florida series is pretty pretty insane like you you play a team eight times and then you have to play them seven more potentially it's like there's there's bound to be some uh some bad blood there i'm, I'm not sure if you caught the game last night with the Leafs and the habs with the whole Tavares injury do you think maybe uh there should have been a suspendable thing from perry with the knee on the head no that was that was unintentional like i'm yeah. pretty sure perry knows uh john Tavares pretty well from his london days i think that was super unintentional i Perry plays on the edge, but I don't think he's trying to do anything like that. No one's ever trying to hurt a guy like that. It, it's good to know that he's okay. It's always scary, but I mean, like, I'm pretty surprised that doesn't happen more often with how fast the game is. Do you think that that might have been the worst injury you've ever seen? My freshman year, uh, we were playing in North Dakota. My third, I think it was my third game in college. Um, Jesse Martin was coming out of the corner and the ref was standing like on the dot in the offensive zone and Brad Malone came behind the ref. So he couldn't see the guy and he hit Jesse and broke his neck and so close to being paralyzed from the neck down or even worse. I know he had trouble getting, like he still doesn't have feeling in his hands. Um, we played, we finished the game actually. It was, it was tough to finish cause he had to get helicoptered out of there. I went from the BCHL playing against kids and then now you're playing against like a Brad Malone at the time. I think he was like 24. I'm like, all right. And so this is a different level, but luckily Jesse was all right. I guess the next question just about right now, watching the cut, like you said, every series is pretty fun to watch. Like it's hard to not have motivation to keep up with everything. Following the home stretch, who do you think, uh, or at least let's just say for now that just the Stanley Cup finals, who do you think is facing off against each other? I think it's Colorado uh tampa just based on depth um speed like so like tampa bay their team's insane their salary caps like 20 million over because they had guys on ltir the whole year a guy like kucherov like he doesn't need to play regular season to get up to speed like you see the first game he has two goals um so getting him is like making a blockbuster trade right, going right into playoffs so i think tampa because their hardest series might be the one they're currently in yeah. um, against Florida. So I think Tampa plays Colorado and Colorado, their, um, their depth's insane too. Like they have their third line could be a first line on like 10 teams. So um, like playoff McKinnon is a cheat code. Um, and then you have a guy like Kale McCarr. He's probably the best skater I've seen uh, as a defenseman. Um, where he just kind of controls the play. Um, there's no way to really defend that. So when you have him on the ice, now you have Rantanen, Landeskog, McKinnon, and Makar. That's basically like four all-star forwards playing on the same line. Um, so I think it's going to be them versus Tampa, and I think Tampa wins again. 
And then uh, that Pittsburgh dynasty, kind of want to touch back on that. It was almost like unlike any other thing we've seen, almost going in for a three-peat, while we also had LA and Chicago winning five Stanley Cups within a six-year period. Do you think we'll see any another team be as dominant as those teams have been in the past decade? I mean, Tampa has a chance right now if they can string together this year and then even if they don't win next year. And because a guy like Hedman, too, like he's still only feels like he's played for 30 years and he's still only 29, I think, um, which is I mean, he him only making seven point five million is criminal. Like he's he's by far the best man in the league. Um, but when you in Tampa, you, there's no state income tax. So these guys will sign for way less. Um, knowing that they're going to make the same amount if they went to like New York or Toronto, like Stamkos to make, like he signed for 9 million, I believe to make the same in Toronto, he'd have to sign for like 12. So it's, I think there should be a rule where it kind of fluctuates the salary cap based on tax laws um, just to kind of even the playing field um, for everyone else. I just have one last question and it's unrelated to hockey, but on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate Arby's? <laughs> Arby's? <laughs> Honestly, uh, I don't know if you guys follow uh not Danny Heatley account. Um, yeah. On Twitter. He, yeah. He's, uh, he's one of my good buddies. Uh, we hang out a ton. And when I tweeted that he actually brought me over Arby sandwich, a beef and cheddar and, I, it was the grossest thing I've, I've had in a long time. Cause actually the last time I had had it, I was injured weirdly enough uh, in Pittsburgh and the team was out of town. I think they were playing. Um, I think they were playing the stadium uh, game at Chicago when they lost like five, one, but I was at home and I had an RB. I went and got an RB sandwich and I got food poisoning. And I was like, oh. I, I was, I was on bed rest for like three days from this, from this uh, roast beef sandwich. So that was the last time until the other day. Wow. That's... So a zero, I'd rate it. All right. Well, honestly, I can't speak for them. This has been an absolute blast having you on. Like, dream yeah. come true for me. Hey, thanks. I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to be the, <laughs> the first uh, the first guest. So first guest. All right, guys. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you, you so much. If you liked what you just heard on 5-Minute Major with Hannah, Jeff, and Dylan, stay tuned for next week because we sit down with Chicago Blackhawks defenseman Calvin DeHaan, who is also a local Ottawa native. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, be sure to tune in on CKDJ1079 or find them on CKDJ.net.